0: Welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs and dumb shit. I'm Ryan. And I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Dave. And that's a horrible introduction. <laughs> Are you kidding me? All right, you do it. Let's all each do one. You do it. No, that's some No, self- no, no, no. Come on, come on. That, come on. Come I on. Come, I pray, come on. Come on. Listen, fine.
2: I pray for God to remove my will on a daily basis. And this idea is self-will run, Ryan. Why? All right, do it. Self Will Run do Ryan. Do it. Um, do you ever feel like it's Self Will Run Ryan? No. It's never occurred to me. Okay, please. Welcome to Dopey. Sucks. Pop-
0: you suck. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right, you go. No, do it. Okay. I was trying to do you.
2: I was not, I don't, do I sound like that?
0: Yeah, I do it like do that. that.
2: It
1: was, it was spot on. Really? That's spot what I sound on. like? Yeah. I, I suck. Yeah. Let yeah. me no, do it. Let's hear your version. Dopey podcast dumb shit. I like that. That's good. Yep. Hello, and welcome to Dopey,
2: the <laughs> podcast about drugs and other dumb shit.
3: That's good. Yeah, I That's know. Good. That's, That's
2: good. That. Yeah. All right. Anyway, welcome to Dopey. Um, So here we are in the hour format. We'll and, call it and new. And where are we? Chris, you
1: just say it. Say where we are. We're in the Lower East Side. Now, Ryan lives in, in Massachusetts. Wait, wait, hold up, No, wait. Back up a second. What did your girlfriend say when you told her where you
0: were oh, going? Oh, yeah. She got so excited. She was like,
1: L-E-S.
0: Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Was, so so was I was, I would, that's
2: what I was going to ask you. It's old
0: stomping guns. Yeah.
2: So it's exciting, the
0: L-E-S. For her. It means nothing to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. This neighborhood uh, was a fascinating, uh, debaucherous place years ago. Mm. I remember uh, – when I was a kid, I uh, I worked actually in the same place that I work now, but it was so debaucherous then, I don't know if I told you this, mm-hmm. in the bathrooms, they wouldn't have uh, uh, stall doors. There would be no doors on the stalls in the bathroom because too many junkies would be shooting up dope in the mm-hmm. restaurant and passing out. So if there. you were taking a poop, they would see you. Plain, plain as that. <laughs> and I worked there and I'd be like, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> where, where do I go? And there's like a bathroom downstairs, which I used years later for the other thing to, to get high. In, oh, really? Which is so fucking ironic. That is ironic. Um, anyway, um, the Lower East Side used to be like very dangerous and, uh, very like art, rock and roll kind of thing. And, uh, now it's Not. The only vestiges I mean you could probably still buy heroin on Avenue D if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hey, if you go over there to the projects over there. You could. Yeah. There's still definitely like as I, it's easy to park over there and I go home at night and I'm like, hey, I think those guys are yeah holding over there. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. It's definitely
2: happening over there. But you know, you can look out my window and see all these high rises being built and like <clears throat> money has been pouring in for yeah. many years. Which and, is
0: happening everywhere in New York, right?
2: Yeah, I heard even the Bronx and, and Queens are starting to become the new Brooklyn. Um, yeah. Something's got to be the new Brooklyn.
1: What about Staten Island? It's just
2: lazes over Staten Island. Well, there's something – I mean like listen. I, I, I doubt we have any fans in Staten Island and in fact if you are a fan from Staten Island, you can stop listening right now because we don't want you. <laughs> oh, no. I swear to God, Staten Islanders, the genetics are so limited out there. There's something wrong with these people. It's mm. like – the, the, i think that families are just limited it, it's like if i meet somebody from staten island i know immediately that the, it's the only place that i'm ping, staten island it's yeah. like there's something wrong with that place and uh did you know that staten island has been trying to secede from
1: new york city i heard that and then Good new time. york city didn't care <clears throat> dude Were they like go ahead go please go you're still here I will say, though, that if you're from Staten Island, Chris welcomes you to the show, that I embrace all people who are okay. afflicted. Through.
2: Okay, okay. Well, what about people that, what if, what if it's somebody who's using in Staten Island? I will embrace them, too. Wow. Chris is very Christ-like.
1: <laughs> you know, um, actually, uh, Christopher comes, I think it translates to something, that one who bears the weight of Christ. Of course. Of course it does. Christopher is Christ.
2: Yes, thank you, thank you. And listen, I was just joking. I'm happy <laughs> if you're from Staten Island and you like the show.
1: Uh, oh, right, let me God. get it. It's the Chinese food. Uh, I mean, start this whole Vietnamese thing food. Should <laughs> we pause it right now? Well, maybe pause we, it. Well, we eat. ordered uh, a, a, more
2: food from this place than I've ever ordered, and I think uh, you might be interested to know everything we ordered. <laughs> Ryan,
3: actually. <laughs> How are
2: you? I order from this place at least... How would you say once a week or twice a week? Huh? You think I order once a week or twice a week? You don't know. How
1: often does he order? Do you hear more than once a week? Thank you. No, you
2: Have a great, great, great night.
1: 47.30. 47.30. Give him 55.
2: 54.
1: 53.
2: 47.30. Yes, sir.
1: Here's
2: Forty, fifty. Chris, do you need money?
1: Count that.
2: No, I'm good, man. Pops refilled the count earlier. Thank God for Mr. Mr. Dad. I was gonna say the name. That was close. Yes. Thank you. Good night. Um. He didn't like you. No, he didn't like it when you said no English. It's like, what kind of a dick are you? I thought you embraced
1: everybody. Well, he said he made the, he made the no English thing with You don't need fingers. to
2: say no English and right. ruin his life. He lives in New York for 20 years. What, what I
1: let's pause this
2: and dig in for
1: a minute. Do you don't want to tell the listeners what we got? Oh, we got... Okay, so we got... Two orders of summer rolls, one order of sautéed well, I like it when you
2: explain what summer rolls are.
1: Oh, yeah. So summer rolls, there's a thin rice wrap with vermicelli and shrimp on the inside. And lettuce. It's ve- and lettuce. It's very refreshing. It's designed to refresh you on its summer day. Nothing like a spring roll. Way better than a spring roll. Well, it's different. So two orders of summer roll, two summer rolls, per order of summer roll. Um, beef with broccoli, sautéed Chinese vegetable. Uh, vermicelli with spring rolls, and that's it. And my two grilled pork chops. And your two grilled pork chops. <laughs> okay, we're pausing this and eating it.
0: <laughs>
1: should never. You should never eat
2: food in the middle of a podcast.
1: No, it's fine. And uh, the worst thing that you can
2: do is eat food during the podcast. Yeah. Because like when I did it during the Nick story, I loved that episode, and I'm listening to me, and I'm eating. Uh, Indian food. I was eating cauliflower and potatoes and I
0: just hear me bleh, bleh, talking and eating. And it's just That was tough to get through. <laughs>
2: Did you hear that like that? Were you just like, this is gross?
0: Yeah, but I kept listening so it was a good story.
1: So maybe... Uh, we're not do you know about my term for when you eat a lot and you feel satiated? Tell me. And you also feel kind of tired? What is it? Sedatiated. And uh, I wrote a blog about it. You should check it out. It's um, Overcoming... What is it called? Sedatiation. Overcoming Addiction from Dope to Ben and Jerry's. It's an article. If anyone wants to look it up. Look
2: at you plugging away. Yeah,
1: you plug the waiter. I'm going to plug too. I, I
2: plugged so quickly nobody heard it. <laughs> well,
0: nobody, now
1: they can go back. Nobody heard much. There's a plug.
2: And
0: there's also a and great can... piece on Medium. Yes. Titled, If Tyler D. Was Your Sponsor.
1: From wow. Fight Club. It, I read it. If he he compared – did you see Fight Club? Yes. He compared Tyler D. <sighs> – to Why don't you say Tyler
2: Durden. Durgan? Because that's part of the joke. Well, I know, but he's not a... You he can say his name. No, but he's part of the joke.
0: I'm with you on that one.
1: Because it's anonymous.
0: Okay, so what if Tyler D was your sponsor? Well, it was just a comparison of the similarities of dialogue and fight clubs to uh, AA Dogma. Which For example, a- the scene when they're in the car and uh, he lets go of the wheel and they get in that huge crash.
2: Like he's like saying to like uh, so He's
0: saying J- w- stop trying control, to control everything and just let go.
2: So would you say that there is a message of recovery in Fight Club? There could be. Well talk more about this. You, could, you could interpret that. Well
1: have them pique their interest and have them explore no, themselves I on talk the about internet. This some more. In Fight Club uh, the guy uh, what's his real name?
2: Not the actor but the character. Edward name. Norton? Not the actor but the character. They never really
0: they never give him, him. a name. Huh? It's like they never really give him a name. They don't give him a it's name. It's like the narrator or Jack. He doesn't have a name. He doesn't have a name. But Tyler does have a name. Yeah. I never did. Because he has Tyler. Whoa. I watched that. <laughs> if you haven't seen Fight Club now, I mean. Spoiler s- alert. fuck's sake, you know. God.
2: I mean, I, things like that, like spoiler alert, uh, that expression, it just makes me sick. Or OMG. Or LOL. LOL. You
0: know what fucking kills me? Not to interrupt you, but I just did. Is deflate gate, spy gate, like how everything is a gate.
1: Yeah.
2: Like
0: it happened 30 fucking years ago. (laughs) Let it go, you know?
2: (laughs) Well, Deflate Gate just happened. Oh, Watergate? Well, I, Watergate. Mean, I mean, adding yeah.
0: Gate, you know, based on Watergate. Well,
2: I mean, Watergate was the name of that hotel.
0: I know, but how, like. Why would they even put a gate
2: on Deflate? Why because. Called... Do you because think it's... the Lost Tapes is like a dopey gate? Yeah, we should call it Lost Gate. Lost <laughs> Gate. <laughs> no, the Lost Tapes is like. That is nice. I, 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 like, I like the expressions we've worked out for the show. I love the Dopey Nation. Stay strong. Dopey Nation. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And I just want to say that uh, we are on our 20-something
1: podcast. Not it's, actually, though. In reality, we're on our 20- 20. 20. So 21st. That's okay. 21st. So the 20th was the last one. So you're saying 21st isn't 20-something? Yes. Okay,
2: you're right. <laughs> Jesus. <man. laughs> so we're on our 20-something podcast, and we got the best email. Listen, all the Troy emails, that fucking guy with his drug who called me Dan. Oh my god. You are so upset about that. Check this out. Check this out. So there's a guy, is it Cormac? Yeah. So Cormac, uh, Chris is on some listserv thing where he finds stories and I don't remember. I don't understand. Chris is looking for all these stories about, uh... No, not about anything. Just a story about anything. Yeah, Yeah. but finally, Chris's masturbatory ship came in when he read Cormac's uh, thing on research drugs, which is like, that's like Chris's, oh my god, (laughs) research drugs. Like, (laughs) I can't believe it. You know, he's like a dog with his head out the window. And, um, fucking, uh, so Cormac, you know, which is also like, wasn't, what's, did you read Harry Potter? Cormac McClacken. He's a character in Harry Neither have you read Harry Potter. I read Harry Potter. Potter that's not a, that's
0: yeah. not a character.
3: Yes, it that.
1: is.
2: Cormac McClacken. Fucking Google that shit, son. All right, He's Google. a character. I'll, I'll Google. He was you a great Quidditch can, I, player. No hey, Google, you anyway, can tell. Anyway, so Cormac fucking uh, wrote this piece and then Chris talked about the piece on a, a couple podcasts ago and then Cormac writes an email to the show, thank you Cormac for writing an email, Cormac McClacken, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, he's for the Irish? McClaggan. Yeah. He's for the Irish. Yeah, he was a The Irish one. were really good at Quidditch. No, he best. was not an Irish. He was, was a member of Hogwarts. Oh, Agor. well, the Irish team was
2: really good at Quidditch. They were good, but they were not as good as the Romanians. Um. Anyway, doesn't matter. The point is that Cormac... Ryan, listen, because Chris knows the story. Oh, okay. Fucking Cormac writes an email to dopeypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for the email, Cormac. <laughs> and he writes... Dear Chris, and then he puts in parentheses and Dan. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm at work. I'm a waiter. Okay, <laughs> I'll, and like a fucking fan email is like makes your Dope. <laughs> it's like drugs. It's like oh, it's like it's like the greatest thing that can happen in my sad life. And I'm like ooh, a dopey email. And I click on it. Dear Chris and Dan in parentheses in parentheses. <laughs> Holy shit! I was just toppled. It was like
1: death for me. And so all that Dave did was respond and say, my name is Dan. No, I didn't. I mean, my name is Dave. Yes. I wrote, yeah. I just wrote back. Even I get it wrong.
2: I wrote, my name. <laughs> That's
1: forgettable you are.
2: I wrote, my name is Dave. <laughs> and it hurt. <laughs> then, check this out. You know what Chris does the next day? He writes, I, 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 I like check, this. I check, uh, Okay. Let's just strike that comment from the record. I'm on my way uh, to Long Island, and I stop at my father's house, and I check my emails. This is how desperate and sad I am. I love the emails. And First
1: of all, wait, wait. Before you continue, Dave calls me, and Dave's been upset that more people reference me than reference him in the emails. And this thing just added salt to his wound that somebody (coughs) called him Dan.
2: Now continue. Salt. It's poison. It's like somebody said... Hey man, and punch me in the face, <laughs> or like, or just, oh, it was just such a disrespect. I know we're gonna get some sort of like, I don't know, we don't really right. have fans, so yeah. nobody's gonna write in disrespect. <laughs> but so check this out. I, I'm going up to my dad's, and I I hit the email, and I see email, and I and I,
1: you should bust out the email. It says, "Dear guys, you want me to read? Let me read it. I'll read. I'll read Janet's email right now." So we get an email. From this woman, Janet, and she says, it's from Janet Turnit, and the subject is your podcast, and she says, hey, fellas, I just wanted to drop you a line and let you know that your podcast is amazing, in all capital letters. Chris has the craziest stories. I can't believe the stuff that comes out of his mouth. I literally only listen to the podcast to hear what Chris is going to say next. Keep it up, Jane. (laughs) Janet.
3: Yeah, Jane. but she signed a
1: Jane because she's super cool with us. Her real name is Janet, but she just said Jane. Right. So
2: I read this email and I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I was like, "Well, this hurts." She, all she wants to know is what Chris is going to say next, and I'm thinking, "It literally what comes." Just out, please it stop talking for a second. And I'm like, "But she thinks the podcast is amazing, so that's good." And then all of a sudden, the work I've done in recovery starts paying off, and I think to myself. Can't be all about me yeah it just it can't be all about me, and then I look at it again and I'm like, who wants to hear what comes out of Chris' mouth that badly and then I look at it again, Janet Turnit what kind of a name is Turnit I'm like, Chris fucking wrote the email so I call up Chris and I said it's a joke, right and he said Chris says, what <laughs> also also get this, Chris texts me a link that says. Prince, gay, dead of age. You know, and I, I ignored that one. He yeah. thought that was the funniest thing he ever came up with. But I was like, "It's a joke, right?" And he goes, "What?" And he, and then he said, "Oh," and he reads me the email like he's reading it right right For the now. First time. Yeah. Um, and then he goes, "Yeah, it's a joke." I really I really thought you'd get more upset about it. Right and uh, and I was like, and I I was upset. I, I was crushed, but. This is nothing compared to Cormac's fucking Dan, (laughs) in parentheses. Oh, my God. The disrespect. (laughs) It's just palpable. It's it's amazing. But all of this stuff is hot on the heels of the greatest dopey email in the history of dopey. Are we going to read this
1: now? Chris? Read. I feel bad, though. We're wasting Ryan's valuable... Guest Dude, time. Right, We're just, doing the hour
2: version. All right, oh, all right, Ryan, please chime in. I think yeah. Ryan's being strategic and cool. Okay. He laughs when it's funny, he helps, he googles Cormac and What's wrong there? That's fucking good all stuff. Alright, are you ready? <clears throat> Ryan, are you ready? I'm ready. Dave I want R- you to play as active a role as you as
1: you feel comfortable with.
3: All right.
1: You are our guest. Alright, we are reading an email what's her first name? Tina. Tina. Okay, this email's Tina. from Tina. You rule, by the way. This email's from Tina. She said Subject line, huge fan of the show in between a bunch of asterisks. It's a great start. Yep. Great. And She said, hey guys, I've listened to almost all of your podcasts, even Dave's Lost Files. I've been meaning to write an email as you guys request this in each episode. Then heard Dave say, I bet we have not one woman listener and I knew I had to. I have never composed any type of fan mail in my life, so here goes. My name is Tina. I'm a 33-year-old white female paralegal from Philadelphia. Tina. Tina.
3: <laughs>
1: Sober since 11-26-11, and I absolutely love, love the show. I'm always searching for something to listen to while I'm at my desk, typing, 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 court pleadings, and such at my fancy-schmancy downtown Philly law firm. I've tried a bunch of other recovery-related podcasts, but none I can say I'm a fan of until I found your guys. I am constantly laughing in meetings, even when no one else is laughing. I can't help myself. The crazy shit we addicts do and say is hilarious. Why shouldn't we effing laugh at it? Now I have your podcast to enjoy. I understand why you guys reiterate this is not a show about recovery. Well, now you sort of do. I doubt from your personalities you'll be offended by this, and that is definitely not my intention, but I don't listen to the show for spiritual direction or guidance on a life in recovery. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I, <know. laughs> I listen because it's a hilarious show based off of addiction and recovery, which I would say is the biggest part of my life as a person in AA. Yes, AA, not NA. Don't worry, Chris. Maybe because I grew up in a blue-collar, completely dysfunctional, but very loving family with four brothers, no sisters, a few felons. I have an inappropriate sense of humor bound with sarcasm and ball-breaking, for lack of a better phrase. Maybe it's an East Coast thing. I don't know. Humor and addiction slash recovery is a totally untapped resource of comedy. So for me, you guys are a total hit. I would consider myself a good standing member of AA, regular meetings, service, blah, 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 the whole nine. And I think the podcast is awesome. Don't worry about trying to put a label on it. It's fucking funny, and whoever can't see that has real problems. Dave, I think your sponsor just wants you to focus on your recovery, which is his job to guide you that way. As for the lady in your life, she's most likely just not ready to laugh yet, as most spouses would feel. Even though I miss your stories, Dave, I get why you've omitted them from the podcast. I'm glad you have your family back. Congrats you put them before your own wants and needs. Look at you getting better, buddy. Ha. Maybe you could Tina. work <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could work on her in time about the show. Time takes time. Probably the most hated slogan in A that makes me want to throw punch someone. Lol, just joking, not really. I think Off- it's LOL, not lol. Lol That's my understanding as well. Okay. LOL, JK, not really. Also, I love when Dave yells at Chris in every other episode. Yes. You are ruining the podcast. Yes. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. It's great. I love when, Chris's intag- I love when Chris antagonizes Dave during the intro, to- intro. Keep it up. I love when Dave breaks Chris's balls for his white privilege. <clears throat> we'll drive you to a gym slash tanning rehab attending suburban upbringing. Sorry, Chris. Lol, <laughs> you know I love you, buddy. Also, I'd love to know where you went to college. That's a secret on the show. I'd also like to know what speaker tapes you could suggest. I also enjoy speaker tapes and think you do have a great message of recovery. I'd love to both more about both of your stories. To know more about, get it? Yeah, give her a break. This email has been in my draft box for days now, so I better finish up and send. The only critiques I have about the show are I wish they were longer and there were more to enjoy. Not to sound like a total groupie. Time out. Guess what, Tina? They're longer and there's more to enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about the clock or if it's an actual drug story. The banter between you guys is great, so talk about whatever. Just don't rush. Let that shit rip. Let that shit rip. Lol. Chris, your burping does not bother me. Just please don't open your Indian takeout directly into the microphone again. Dave and Chris, I love you both. Please keep on doing this show. This is the most I've been entertained since – this is Dave's favorite part of any email ever. This is the most I've been entertained since Howard Stern, The Artie Years. Dave, we love laying together. Tina, You rule. Uh, please don't write back a poetic way to kiss Chris's ass. Good night and sweet dreams, boys. Lots of love. Tina from Philadelphia. P.S. I promised to write a review on iTunes.
2: And she did. A good review. By the way, can I tell you just a funny side note? When my dad writes LOL, he thinks it means lots of love. Is it you or me? You're such a fucking asshole. You- yeah, continue.
1: No, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, i am with you. I'm- when your dad writes an email, he thinks it means lots of love. When he says "LOL," oh, when he says "LOL," he thought it means lots of love. Yeah, I can see why you think that.
2: <laughs> Tina, that was a beautiful message. It was very nice, and I will
1: say my response to Tina no, no, has prompted Dave to ban me from ever writing responses to our emails anymore. Oh, he, he
2: took me down a lot. <laughs> he wrote bad things about me Satina. you don't want me to read that no you? we don't this is not dopey email maybe we can have another
1: show well it's so, like two seconds or you just can't take it huh? what, you really want to read that email i probably should i'll just read the select parts no if, I, won't, I won't if you want i'm not i think it's just boring i think it's more exciting than um than even this email because you're so upset about it I'm not,
3: I'm not that
1: upset at that. <laughs> <You're... laughs> I just think that Chris,
2: take for some reason, he thinks it's cool to take cheap shots at me when I'm not around. Because some would call that sucker punching or someone... talking shit behind
1: my back. Well, you do it on the show. Right. I do it to your face. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not like quick enough to respond. <laughs> That's know? not my
3: problem. That's <laughs> your problem.
1: So you're beating up on me. I mean, my time to shine is... You know, behind He's behind the, the scenes. scenes. <laughs> He's like,
2: and if you want to hit me up on Facebook, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> or whatever.
1: whatever. <laughs> um, listen, I think that, uh, that everybody... Wait, wait. Email us if you would like me to read the response that Dave is so upset about. And
2: also, if you want to write an email to us and you don't want us to read it on the show, that's fine too. Just mention it in the email. We won't read it. Or we will. Whatever you'd prefer. We love the emails. And Tina... Yes, thank you, Tina. So good. Such, yes. such a fine, 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 fine message and, and great piece of fan mail. And it's interesting. I was listening to the Howard Stern Show today, as I always do, and the guest was uh, Rob Reiner. Now, if you don't know who Rob Reiner is, like Chris doesn't. He's a very, very famous movie director. Wait, did you know the,
0: Rob Reiner is? Yeah, but before you, you seg into this, should we tell Tina our favorite speaker tapes? I already told her. Well, I told oh, them. you told her. I emailed oh, her back okay. and told her the ones that I like. Do you <laughs> want to share the ones you like? It's probably the same uh, ones I like. Probably. I, I like Earl I H., Chris R., Chris S., uh, Bob D. Scott L. Bob D. Scott L. I told her that yeah. that was like helped get what's, me sober. What's Chris R. sponsor? Miles. Bob D
1: and Myers? Scott L, how to recover? Have you done that series? It's it's six speaker tapes on no. xa no, dash Literally so. helped get me sober. They go through every step on it. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Chris is great. Chris early S. H is early H is like stand up. Early H is classic. fire and it's hilarious.
0: Yeah. Chris S has a great one um, on spiritual experience, which is it really opened my eyes a lot. Really? Um, you have to show me that one. That Adam. was that one is really great. Yeah. And these
1: are all available <laughs> on xa dash speakers dot org. If anybody's listening, yeah, yeah, they're straight fire. Yeah, great. you can
0: download them. It's great.
1: great tapes. I think we got pretty much all of them on there. Yeah. Um, so Dave left the room, but he was starting to talk about. Rob Reiner but I'm not going to con- unless you want about- to say anything about
0: I have literally nothing on Rob Reiner
1: yeah so we've been kind of upset about it's actually really good that you wrote this out Ryan um, should be a regular here because he actually wrote a list of things that we were going to talk about on the show and there's a ton on here let's do the pawn shop one right now <laughs> I feel it's- like we need Dave for that though yeah but we'll yeah. share well, our why, don't
0: I, why don't I tell a quick story we'll alright sure tell it. a story all right, all right. so
3: here
0: uh in the last episode I was supposed to tell a couple stories and I ended up telling a completely different story. No. Uh but one I was going to tell and this doesn't really there's not much drug use involved in this. Whatever, dude. Um but I was about 20 and I was living uh at my mother's house and the story's primarily about just the sickness of addiction. So I <laughs> I uh
1: I was home. All right, so you're at your mom's house, I'm at my mom's house. In where you live in Western Mass where
0: you grew yeah, up. Yeah, and my girlfriend at the time was living with me. Okay. And
3: I Wait, want, with your mom.
0: With my Yeah, we're living in my mother's house. Oh, that's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, it wasn't as interesting as you think. All right. I it was fine, <laughs> I find a sad. Day. Um so anyway, I wanted to go out and get some pills. And I wasn't sick, but I just You know, I I just really want to get high. And I I was using pills every day at that point. Um, And my girlfriend was making some sort of traditional bread that's of her culture. And she needs... What's her culture? um, Like Caribbean. Caribbean Caribbean, culture. uh, Some Caribbean bread. Caribbean (laughs) bread. It had a different name. For us pasty white people, it's Caribbean bread. Okay. Um, So she needed flour. So... You know, my, my gears start grinding. So, and so wait, I, you were dipping into chocolate? Yeah. Yes. was yeah. dipping we'll into chocolate. we pound cho- out uh, All right. <laughs> <uncomfortable. laughs> um, but so here's the thing. So I wanted to get pills. I didn't want to share them with her. So she needs flour. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll run out and grab me some flour. And I text, you know, my dealer. And I'm like, hey, meet me at this little uh, Asian market. And this is in Springfield, Mass. And there's this neighborhood called the Axe. And I doubt anyone listening is familiar with Springfield, Mass. But the X is, is not the worst neighborhood in Springfield. But it, it's, it can be pretty bad. So um, – but my dealer was in that neighborhood. So I was like, hey, meet me at this little – So you go
1: out to get flour. I go the, out to get, the get flour. bodega or whatever. Uh, yeah, at okay. this little
0: like Asian grocery. <laughs> and so I pull up on the side street and I walk up to the front of the Asian grocery. And it's closed. It's like 9 o'clock. Of course it's closed. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll go to supermarket later and I pull out my phone and I call my drug dealer and I'm like, hey, I'm here. He's like, all right, you know, I'll be there soon, which standard. Which means nothing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which which, which means, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, And so then I start walking back to the car and I'm about halfway to the car and some guy just kind of pops up out of nowhere and and he kind of saunters over to me and he's like, uh, he's like, hey man, can I buy a cigarette? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. So I get sure. a cigarette. And he's like, yo, you know what street this is? And I was like, no, I, I don't know. It's street sign right <laughs> there. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And then he pulls out a gun uh-huh. and puts it to my forehead. He's like, yo, give me your wallet, give me your jewels, give me your watch, give me your cat. He actually oh. said, give me your jewels, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was hilarious. I was like, Look at and me. And you're like, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm looking this guy dead in the eye and. I'm like, dude, I got nothing for you. But do you had money to get drugs? I had $200 in my pocket yeah. to get drugs. Yeah. But in my mind, that money was already spent. Like that money no longer belonged to me. That was designated for the drug dealer. And it didn't even occur to me that that there was really money in my pocket, right? Yeah, you had so a singleness of purpose. I had a singleness <laughs> of purpose. And so this guy has a gun to my forehead. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got nothing for you. And again, not trying to be tough, but it just never – it didn't occur to me that – Yeah. That I actually had money. That's hilarious, dude. And he's like,
3: <laughs>
0: and you know he's like, "Oh, I'm going to shoot you, whatever, whatever." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, um, he's like, "Give me your phone." And I was like, <sighs> "I don't have a phone." And he was like, "I just saw you on your phone) I was like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So I take my phone, I pull it in my pocket, and I throw it over his head, like 20 yards away into this lawn.
3: Yeah.
0: and he turns around and kind of trots away to go get it, and I go back and I sit in the car. And I'm about to put the keys in the ignition and, you know, get the fuck out of there. And I'm like, shit, I have my drug dealers coming here, I told him to meet me here. I don't have my phone. I can't call him and tell him to meet me somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> I have to stay here. So I'm sitting there. I'm watching this guy who just accosted me with a firearm go and pick up my cell phone. Who could come back yeah. at any moment <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the car <laughs> with my you know, my hand the key about to go in the ignition. Like if he comes back I gotta hit him with a car. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I can't leave. <laughs> and, uh, and then what did he do? Th- he didn't come back, thankfully. Did and you
1: get the dough? I, That's got, what I, wanted, I got
0: the drugs and I did them and all was well. <laughs> and right. I got a new phone, like the next step.
1: That's a good story. You missed a good story. I know. My daughter called. You're disgusting. I had to answer the phone when my no. daughter called. What you're doing is <laughs> disgusting. Ryan, do you want to tell the listeners what – Dave just sat back Dave down. Is
0: enjoying what appears to be a delicious snack.
1: So his snack is a – whatever this is, a path pint. It's a little thing of Skippy's. Extra crunchy peanut butter. Super chunk. And super chunk peanut butter. And he's taking a chocolate bar and dipping it in the peanut butter and eating it. Have you ever seen those old commercials for
2: Reese's? That's how they would do it. They'd have a piece of chocolate and a piece of peanut butter.
1: And they dip That's when they invented Reese's Pizza. That's actually, to be honest, I love Reese's. That's probably even better than it Reese's. It is. like real peanut you know, butter. Reese's
0: peanut butter is better. It's sugar. Reese's
1: peanut butter is better, but that just looks amazing. Yeah. no. Have you ever seen a Family Guy clip? Not that much. Are you, you sure? It? Yeah. All right. Go to work, man. It's
2: really good. It's really good. So Ryan,
1: can I offer you some?
2: No, thank you. Okay.
1: What type of chocolate are you working with? We're working with Lindt
2: bittersweet chocolate.
1: Ooh.
2: I don't fuck around with this stuff. No, I really don't. <laughs> I mean, there are a few things in the world I'm good at. One. Eating dessert. <laughs> Two, getting the restaurant I work at to sing "Happy Birthday" to somebody. Hmm. It's amazing what I do. It's somebody's birthday. Well, I missed the whole story though. You want to recap? No.
0: You can just actually. Listen to you it. can listen to you it. You have for to listen once. to the episode. Dave doesn't listen to Dopey. Right? Don't tell them that. <laughs> listen. No, he, but I think that's fine. Like he he tells the stories. He banter[s] with you. And but now he, he has the to. Episode.
2: But now he has to listen to it. Now he has to listen. to Yeah. The listen, I I listen. I love listening to the show. I feel like when I listen to it, though, that like I'm, I become too full of myself. Like, cause I Can I tell you, when I listen I to good. it, I'm like, this is great. I'm like, we're the best. I'm like, how could anyone not love this show? And then I'm like, how
1: many people download it? They're like, two.
3: And I get very
1: upset because I think the show's so good. It is pretty sick. And it's pretty egoic when you think about it. We have this podcast where all we do is talk about the podcast on the podcast. So if you listen to the podcast where we talk about the podcast that we make, that would just be... It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it's confusing. And pretty soon it will be... Hi, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about the podcast Dopey. <laughs> and like nobody wants that, right? That's not good. That's what they're getting. That, no, it's, I'd say it's like fifteen percent that, but like we want to avoid that. You know? Did you ever see the movie um, adaptation? I'm sorry, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: podcast
2: Dopey. Hi, welcome to Dopey, the podcast. About the podcast called Dope. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. It is. is
3: good. But it's funny.
2: All right, where it's are we funny. at, dudes? Um, I want to talk about something. Um, I want to talk about Rob Reiner. Yes. All right. First of all, it's like I say, Rob Reiner. The two of your faces go slack. <laughs> it's like, do you guys not know who Rob
0: Reiner is?
1: No, you already asked me about this earlier. Uh, I
0: didn't Chris, know
2: who he was. We're going right? to And I don't know now, Ryan. Do you not know who Rob Reiner is? I have a
0: vague idea. Well, Ryan's 26. Dave
2: is forcing the issue. I'm right. forty one years old. So when I grew up, a long time. I don't feel old. But it turns out I'm very, very old. When I was a young man, the biggest TV show in the world was a show called uh, All in the Family. Did you ever see All in the Family? No. Have you seen what's happening? I'm so fucking old. It's just
0: disturbing. I'm asking something. Is it imperative that we know who Rob Reiner is for you to tell the story about Rob yeah, Reiner? Yes, so oh, it okay. is it? because right. I have problems.
2: All in the Family. It was a classic show about race. That took place in Queens in the 70s. The star was Carol O'Connor, who played a bigot called Archie Bunker. I know Bunker. that guy. That's that's Carol O'Connor. I
1: know that guy. That's
2: Maureen Stapleton, who I played Edith. I don't Eden. know her. She goes, Archie, ah, I can't believe you say that. And <laughs> he says, stifle Edith. <laughs> and that's a daughter. That's uh, Gloria. And she's like... Oh look, Todd! Fucking is six seven stories written down. <laughs> Enjoy your drugs. Maybe he looks sober, dude. Please, it's not. He's probably he's she's getting high right now. <laughs> he's taking you at her all right. No, no he's sorry. fucking sniffing dope off of a fucking old CD case with one of his thousands of plastic straws in his house. That's Gloria. She goes, oh. Da- Dog oh, daddy,
1: don't say that. Okay, what does this one say again? She says, Archie Stifler. <laughs> Archie, don't say that.
2: <laughs> and then he's, that's Meathead. That's Rob Reiner. Meatwad. Okay. Meathead. That's Rob Reiner. And uh, he went on to be a very famous film director, and he directed Stand By Me, and he directed A Few Good Men, and he directed uh, Princess Bride, and he directed, I don't know. Other, some other movies. Mm-hmm. I'm an names. old man, and when I was a kid, these were the biggest movies. Yeah, I, I love Princess Bride. I grew up on that shit. Anyway, uh, and I love Rob Reiner. And he did When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Um. Now, um, so today he was Wait, on Wait, do her- you
1: have this guy? Do you know his contact information, the one you're about to talk about? No. Oh, so why do we Okay, continue. Because I think this is interesting. All right. So right. <laughs> you're the only one.
2: Well, I'm sure, somebody well, well, might think it's interesting. Maybe will think it's interesting. Anyway, so Rob Reiner was on the Stern Show, and he was great there because, like, he's an old Jewish guy, and Howard's an old Jewish guy, and they talk. They're funny. Yeah, they just talk in a funny way, and but the the thing that Rob Reiner is promoting is a new movie he did called uh, about Charlie, and it's um his son wrote the movie. His son is twenty two, drug addict. Uh, Rob Reiner kicked him out in the street when he was 18, like dope fiend, crackhead, you know, homeless, runaway, rich kid, whatever. My kind of guy. And, um, you know, then Howard Stern calls him in to be, to sit in on the show, and this guy has no
1: confidence.
2: He's like, uh, he was very nervous, which was charming, but at the same time, you could kind of tell he's... He's 22. He's 22.
1: And he's a nervous wreck. He's an active addict.
2: No, he's clean. How long? I don't know. But he didn't say. Yeah. How long could he be for you? Not long.
1: Yeah. But
2: um, his movie is about an addict who hates his father. His movie, it's an autobiographical movie that yeah. they made. And um, then at the end of the interview, first of all, I think the kid's name is Nick Reiner. Mm. I really wanted him to be on Dopey. Yeah. They want him to be on Dopey.
1: We yeah. actively want him. I the mean, reviews
2: for their movies are really bad, though. About Charlie? Yeah. They say, and, and it reminded me of you, the trailer. Oh, great. Very much. It reminds me of you.
0: <laughs> it's bad, and it reminds me
2: of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the end of the time, on, um, on the Stern show, uh, Rob Reiner puts <laughs> down alcohol. First, he puts down treatment, like saying that the reason he kicked Nick Reiner out of the house was because therapists and, and that's how I lost my first apartment. Therapists I told them to do that, yeah. Tell you to do it to, to stop yeah, enabling. Fucking renaissance. I told you, but anyways, um uh and then he went on to say that it's not a disease. That addiction isn't a disease. Every person who uses uh uses for a different reason. Or, and it's a different substance, you know, and
1: what are your thoughts on that? I don't even want to literally delve into that. So if you really... What? Okay, so they say that people who meet the criteria for a substance use disorder as defined in the DSM-5, and we're not going to get into the DSM-5 and why it sucks and whatnot, but that's the Diagnostical and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, so... People who meet the criteria for substance use disorder, sixty—I'm sorry, yes, sixty to seventy percent of those people have the genetic markers for addiction. So they've know, they've found which genes actually certain people carry. They look a little bit different. There's fluctuations. I forget, like the D two D four gene. Um, it looks different for people who tend to meet this criteria. So they're saying 60 to 70 percent of people who meet the criteria—they call it a 60 to 70 percent genetic load—actually have a physiological difference in their makeup. Do you think anyone ever talks about dropping genetic loads? I hope so. I guess that's what it is. That's all it is, right? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Now I just on a side note. Here. So yeah, when Chris gets into this, this is when he is going to bamboozle you yeah. with his intellect. He's <laughs> like, this is where you think Chris is smart." All of a sudden, he's quoting the DSM5 like it's scripture. And hey, you know, I
0: haven't you draw- know what's really funny about that is I've known Chris for a number of years now. As soon as he started explaining what the DSM-5 was, I started tuning him out. <laughs> I, was, I was watching the fish.
1: Well, but that's what when- you should though. And I'm okay with that. I'm not here to bamboozle you guys because you guys know the deal. I'm here to bamboozle the rest of the world. No, I love and I, not the dopey nation even. I like bamboozling the stranger on the street, the squares, the, squares, the straights, the squares, the, muggles, the normies, the muggles, the muggles. Yes.
2: Yeah. Now, anyway,
1: and I've, I should should I drop the news that I am going to school to be a doctor soon? Yeah. There you go. I think you dropped I bam- it already. I've bamboozled some people. Let's just say
2: you've <laughs> beaten the system. <laughs> He's <laughs> infiltrated the establishment. Yeah, and if Chris can God willingly keep it together because like if you follow a format of the lifetime of Chris yeah. there's no chance <laughs> I mean, well, I'm looking at Christmas break wondering who's going to be calling me asking me if I want to score dope or go on a little psychic excursion because he's gotten some research chemicals or wouldn't it be fun to record dopey I <laughs> I've never said that not yet that's a yet yeah. um, but anyway so did you
1: want to finish the genetic talk I'm not even going to I'm not talking
2: genetics. No, but you're asking disease and if you want to have an answer for that. The the thing that I'm I'm wondering,
1: it's like the disease to me, in my opinion. I like just dis-ease. We have a dis-ease. The term disease is so charged. It's a huge debate and I actually understand people who argue and say it's not and people who say it is. If you're a member of a 12-step fellowship – we tend to believe it's a disease. That's the dogma I think that that's, a
2: that's very fun
1: way I believe to say. all of us have the disease. I do think there are some people out there who abuse substances and meet the criteria for a substance use disorder that are abusing them for psychological and social reasons. And those people don't have the disease as we consider it. And if they treat those social and psychological conditions, they may be able to return and moderate and harm reduction works for them better than it works for us. And those people don't have the disease as – people consider it. It's right? like saying that it's okay that Todd gets high. No, That's I don't think okay. – I think Todd just from talking on the phone and I don't know, he sounds like he's got the disease. I'm saying there's certain people who might even have trauma, some sort of thing, and they're using to medicate some psychological illness or they're in a social situation. No, I'm just saying – This is bullshit. It's, it's like, not. No, I, mean, no. I do believe what I'm saying right now. Like I believe that. You believe in, in what scenario – is, is harm reduction effective? Okay, here we go. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example, okay? Uh-huh. We're going to talk about this rat experiment. Have we done the rats, Have we earlier talked about the rat thing. It's called the Rats Carleton. They did it at McGill University, right? And it's been misquoted and misrepresented on the internet a lot. But I'm going to break it down fully for you within 2 minutes, okay? Ryan's getting up and leaving. Yeah. He's disinterested. <laughs> He's disinterested in your
2: disease.
1: You're well, giving Ryan disease. Wait, you asked. Wait, but wait, but right you now. Ask, let me ask you. When you originally asked this question, did I? I said I didn't even want to get into it. Well, you—that was a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> but I, I don't. I don't. If people want me to continue, I'm not even going to get into it. People, Ryan, <laughs> let him. Let him. Come on. Just give, take a vote. Give the
2: dog a bone. <laughs> Do well, Let's hear about the. Okay. Okay.
1: So they took a bunch no, of rats and they created a rat heaven in a rat house. Okay. And in this, this is going to tell just, me about it, the rat yes. heaven. No, if you listen to all this, the cheese you want, it will help answer garbage. It, so much garbage. It will help answer your question, right? That you just asked. So stay on point. Don't look at your vape right, battery. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. So I was. um So they did this rat experiment where they made a rat heaven and a rat hell. The rat hell. Let me, they put out, let me just. In the rat let me, heaven. Let me run through. Was this. there rat tattooey? oh that's a good one all right all right um that was good thank you but stop tripping me up okay in the rat hell they put all males um and or all females i don't know if they did all females but they did all males it was all males and they they made it like it was like dark and dingy it fucking sucked would you say it was ratchet are you gonna follow this because you're gonna have to be with me you have to be fully present. i'm here i'm riffing you gotta be present. <laughs> Not thinking about the rat words Okay, so they made the rat hell, and they gave the, the rats options to drink heroin water or, or, or regular water. In the hell. In the hell. <coughs> and then they made a rat heaven, and they gave the rats the options of drinking the same two things, yes. heroin water or regular water. They found the rats in the rat hell, drank the heroin water, and when they put them in the regular cage uh-huh. – I have a serious question. Just, I have no a no serious, no, question. Have have a serious yeah. question. Is heroin a big problem in the rat community? That's a great question, which we can follow up because they say, can you scale this to humans? And it's humans don't have the same thing. No, but do but, rats ever get lucky to stumble upon heroin water in their normal life? Maybe. I bet you I so. They're so. running from yeah. a cop and you just throw your baggies out. And that rat's <laughs> he's, 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 <laughs>
3: yes,
1: <laughs> this dumb fuck. <laughs> Finally, rat heaven
2: for me. <laughs> anyway, so, okay, so, so the rats in
1: the rat hell drank the heroin water. And then they'd even take the rats who were addicted to the heroin water and they put them in rat heaven, which had like little nautilus equipment for the rat and flowing brooks and females and it was beautiful they called it the rats Carlton and well, the, the rats hey, be how could
2: there be Nautilus equipment in heaven They're that fully. sounds like my hell <laughs> my, my heaven is nothing darkness and heroin water and my hell is Nautilus equipment and light <laughs>
1: Alright, alright. So, the rats that were addicted to the heroin water and they put in the rat heaven, they actually maintenance-dosed themselves, did their own detox off of the heroin water in the and heaven. switched to the regular water. And then they'd take rats from rat heaven that didn't drink the heroin water, they'd put them in rat hell and they'd start drinking the heroin water. So, all these people were like, oh, your social situation, your environment contributes to drug abuse. And which was true, and they actually did this to study the GIs, why so many people coming back from?: stressful. No, no, Why people coming back from Vietnam where a high percentage of American soldiers abused heroin, and they thought that was a life sentence, and most of them just stopped. But the thing was, there was a percentage of the rats, which was about 10 percent, which actually coincides with the human population, who have the genetic markers for addiction, that abused the heroin that drank the heroin water no matter where they fucking were so my point is we are the heroin rats who drink it no matter what okay but you could get certain social situations where people might abuse substances and meet the criteria for a diagnosis for a substance use disorder who aren't really afflicted does that
2: make sense yeah and you're saying that that those people do not go to the places that we go
1: those people, they might. Those, those people, can detox themselves on water. Maybe, or or maybe they just don't. They don't need an entire spiritual overhaul. Do you know what I mean? They don't need the no, same absolutely. things. I yeah. totally
0: believe that there's there's people who become physically dependent on the substance, most likely heroin. Yeah, and detox or go to treatment, um, and then they're they're good. They don't do heroin anymore. That's they, it. they drink. Maybe they smoke some weed, and they're just. They have happy, productive lives.
2: I know that for me, like, because I think about... I'm not, like, foaming at the mouth for drugs. But the the reason that I don't do any drugs, like, I don't smoke weed, and I don't take pills, and I don't drink. The reason I don't do it is because the, if I smoked weed, like, if I smoked weed tonight, all while I was high, all I would be thinking of is how I could smoke weed tomorrow. Yeah. There
1: would be nothing... 100%. That would be the only thing I thought. 100%. Of yeah. yeah. You know? Um, now... Nick Reiner. Yeah. So they say like people who like they relapse. Actually, I heard this at a meeting last night. The guy's like, I decided I was going to smoke weed again on Saturday nights. You know what I mean? And he's like – and he did it and it worked and he's like – and then one day I woke up. It was Sunday and I just wished it was Saturday. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah.
2: Nick um, Nick Reiner. It's funny because I said I wasn't going to eat and talk, and here I am eating chocolate and
1: talking. It's better than real food, though. It's just No, it's
2: the same same vocal thing. It's disgusting. It's like a pig in pig hell <laughs> drinking heroin water, eating chocolate. It's disgusting. <laughs> um quick pig? A quick pig. Yeah, is... a quick pig. <laughs> oh, God. Um, what was I thinking? Nick Reiner, super sober, the world at his fingertips. Huge movie coming out. You made me think of this in the last podcast. He said, how can you prescribe prayer for a disease? Mm. That was his big statement, like Mm. laughing at AA, you know. And then Howard's like, so you don't go to AA?
1: And he's like, no. And I'm just sitting here, you know, and I was kind of like. It makes sense what he's saying. but I don't think so. No, but listen to this. You know what I loved? they did a poll where they asked md's do they do you believe prayer helps people recover from like specific diseases like not the disease we're talking about the affliction mm-hmm. like real diseases and they asked it publicly and something like 20% of doctors said yes i think it helps and then they asked it privately and it was like 80% of doctors said it. I mean, so they were willing to actually – if they really believed it did help, but they just yeah. wouldn't go out there and say it publicly.
0: But I mean how could – I don't understand how anyone could say prayer doesn't help anything ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, the it's, the no, no, no. like,
1: it, does God exist? No. You know what I mean? No 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 no, 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 no. I hear what but you're but saying. But I can hey.
2: relate to Nick Reiner <laughs> that when I was younger, when I was younger, I would never be so bold-faced and disrespectful to say – yeah. How can prayer do anything? Because I know that the world has a billion people in it that believe in God and believe in prayer and whatever. But I thought it. I was like, I'm not gonna pray, whatever.
0: Yeah.
2: It was when I got super fucked and desperate and totally without a fucking clue or yeah. nothing could work. And they were like, Why don't you try praying? And I'm like, Okay, I better something, you know, and yeah. then he's fine that it works. What I, what it tells me about Nick Reiner you know, and I don't know anything about him except that his movie got a bad review and he grew up in Rob Reiner's house and this is probably preventing my my reunion with Rob Reiner that I've craved my whole life, my yeah. spiritual homecoming. <laughs> Rob Reiner and Carl Reiner is is a, a, the grandfather comic genius. I don't know who that is. Nick Reiner, it's like I just feel like get a grip. Why, why why laugh at prayer? You know, just I don't know. There's just something about it that's so not cool to me. Well, I, you know, I... When it helps the fucking world of people, hmm. how can you go on Howard Stern at 22 with a movie and say, how can you prescribe prayer for a disease? I don't know. Do I sound Pollyanna-ish here? It just seems no. fucking... It just seems like disrespect in the wake of his fucking disease.
0: I think AA and religion in general uh, is an easy target. For a
2: fucking junkie who's gotten his life back, how is it an easy target for him?
0: How can it be? Am I being disrespectful here? No. Uh, No, but I also think, you know. Live and let live. Live and let live. Live and
1: let live. And if he wants to go do smart recovery or something and that works for him, that's fine.
2: Wow, so I'm the dick. No, no, you're, you're not a dick. So I'm
0: on your side. I agree with you. No, you're not because you're speaking up in defense of something you believe in. But, yeah. Yeah. but he, he is also. No, know? I, I yeah, just yeah. feel
2: – I feel – I'll call it like – I don't know. I am a dick, first of all. I am a dick, number one. And number two, I feel like for Nick Reiner, like I'm nervous for him, to be honest with you. He yeah. seems like a good kid. He's young. I'm, I'm also jealous of him. Okay? I'm sure. nervous for him and jealous of him. But
1: like... Let me ask you a different question. Yes. Which one are you more of? Nervous or jealous? This will... This will get to the core of who Dave is.
2: What if I said it was exactly equal you're, <laughs> <And> you're
1: lying. Because <laughs> <coughs> on the one hand you're, you're nervous and it's like you're empathic and you're caring On the other hand it's like you're jealous. You're petty, and you're hungry for success. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I like your little dance.
1: Um, I think it's exactly even.
2: Really, I can I'm probably more jealous because I'm a jealous person. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> like I the knew joke. the
1: answer to that.
2: But maybe, maybe it's it's clo- it's close though. It's you know, because like, what the fuck, man? It's like it's like this kid grew up with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like and his it's still going and his yeah, father I just
1: I,
0: I, made me nervous no, no. Okay.
2: his father's so funny and want so
0: successful
1: yo we're at 54
2: yeah just yeah,
0: fucking it's, no. that's, if it's that's exactly hours. what i wanted to avoid yeah
1: if it's too he was smart and i was an idiot dude. yeah that's just
0: true.
1: just let it roll
0: just
1: no. let it rip. Now you
0: just ruined the whole fucking show. It was right? good. What do you think I <laughs> ruined the show? Yeah. Stop ruining the podcast. <laughs> yeah. What was the, That's what, my favorite part as well, by the way. What, when I yell at Chris? When you yell at Chris stop ruining the podcast. We, yeah. I
2: love it. He can't help himself. He just can't. Mm. Um, I feel bad now. But I am a jerk and I am jealous and I am also concerned. Like, you don't want anybody to fail. Like, I don't want Todd to be out there fucking That's using. I, right. I, I, I... I miss Todd. Like, like I can't, like, when I talk to Todd, like, I used to hang out with him every day. You know, uh, we used to get high every day, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I, and I, and I, you know, I'm more jealous of Nick Reiner than I am nervous. <laughs> <There> <laughs> That's <it is>. fine. <laughs> you know, I remember, like, when I used to watch, I think I had said this before, when I used to watch, I'm so old, but when I used to watch Beverly Hills
1: 90210 and Dylan had the heroin problem, what? This is yeah. my sponsor. Should we answer it? Let him be on the show. Sure. He's never been on it. Let's just see what he's got to say. What do you think, Ryan? Sure. All right. Wait. It, I would
0: tell to him. Qualify. Be, I would tell him he's going to be on it.
1: All right. He just, Hello, is Dylan there, please? What are you doing, dude? We're in the middle. We're fifty-five minutes and fifty seconds into uh, Dopey episode twenty-seven or something. Hello.
2: Well,
3: good evening, listener.
0: How, yeah. how are you? <laughs> Hello, sir. Is that Ryan I hear in the back? It is. Good evening.
1: Good evening. So this is a big deal because this is the sponsor on the show that we have reservations about about doing. So, Dylan, what do you think about our show? Are we being irresponsible? Yeah. It's
3: ridiculous. (laughs) It's absurd. It's stupid, but I love it.
2: You like the show?
3: It balances out everything that's good in the world.
2: Have you listened? (laughs) I have. What do you think? So you think it's funny? I do. I think it was really entertaining. I had uh, I fell asleep the other day in Miami to Chris. Chris is pa- is a power eight story? Is that correct? Yeah, the mouse, yeah, that's yeah, a classic. Yeah, it was good. There's some good interviewing techniques I noticed. Chris is just a mess, and anything involving Chris's history is just in there. Mm. Agreed. Totally agreed. My sponsor fucking hated it. My sponsor uh, said that I was like a wannabe Wayne's World. And I should grow the fuck up and, Party that, on, Garth. and that we were violating like most of the traditions just every episode.
3: Exactly. Isn't that the entire reason? <laughs>
0: the but Dylan, but Dylan, don't you think that this will serve the active addict more than a recovery podcast would?
3: Well, more? I mean that's I mean it serve, we were talking we need to define some things here. Um <laughs> I don't know if it'll... I mean, it doesn't serve really anything. You know, wait, I just just realized
2: something. I just realized something. I was talking about Dylan on 90210 when Dylan, your sponsor,
1: called in. That's synchronicity. I noticed that, yeah. I felt it. I don't even
3: know why I'm calling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is that a higher power thing? That's higher power right there.
2: Dylan, how old are you? 37. Did your parents name you after Bob Dylan? Or Dylan so think, well,
3: there's an argument between
2: Bob Dylan and Dylan Thomas, but definitely not Dylan from 90210. Definitely not that. I'm not
3: 90 nice, <laughs> overall.
2: That would take me. I bet you kids now that are named Dylan got named after Dylan on
3: 90210. Yeah, I preceded it. I think they made that character after me. I'm not positive, I wouldn't be. Surprised. Did, did you he Cyber wind runs? up with a drinking
2: problem at one point? And like he so had, he had he a
3: heroin had problem. A I think so. I mean, he did, didn't
2: he? Big time. That was the story I was just telling when you called in. That I used to watch, I used to watch 90210, and when Dylan would get sober, I'd be like, Nah, Dylan, call the dealer. And he'd be holding the phone, and I'd be like, Just call him, just call him. And I'd be rooting for him to be on
0: fucking drugs every day. <laughs> you know time. what would be good is do the pawns. not surprising where we are tonight,
3: though. Oh, exactly.
1: My God, with that Should we, real quick? Yeah. All right, yeah. Dylan, so we have, I mean, we've already gone way over, but we have one little topic we were going to run through real quickly, and I bet you can chime in on this. So, it is, what is the most bizarre, unique, whatever, embarrassing. embarrassing item that you've pawned for your drug addiction? It doesn't necessarily have to be pawned, just something that you've tried to sell for your drug addiction.
3: Hmm.
1: I can go first while you think about it, if you want. Yeah, do that. So, I was in the Caribbean, I had sold everything, this one dealer, he would literally take fucking anything. And like, literally, he'd, he'd give you just... You know, a certain – he'd give you a quarter gram for like the biggest bullshit. I sold him like an AM, FM radio, which is worthless. You would be like, yeah, man, you (laughs) got a back for that. So I ran through everything and I tried to sell him my leg braces. Right, I had his braces, like carbon fiber brace for my ankles, and it was—they're like eight grand or something like that. And I was like, "Dude, I got these," and I hold it like oh. I was like, "It was a great idea." And he finally looks at me, and he's never turned anything down. And he's like, "What am I gonna do with that?" <laughs>
2: Cause he's he like, "No man, no. me no need no braces, man." My, my Jamaican isn't as good as to Like, it's, it's not bad. All right, what you got, Dylan? Oh, man,
3: well, as you know, I never really, like a, a bulk of my addiction, I was kind of like, I was very self-employed somewhat
1: He was successfully, successful businesses as he used. Interesting, right? Yeah, I mean,
3: it was my fuel. It actually helped me create everything. Um
1: So you were more into so like, not
3: extor- what's
1: that? You were more into like extorting money from your business. Yeah, from myself. And others <laughs> from yourself.
2: From um but your, your, business, your business has been intact the whole time.
3: Well, since I left it, it really took off. <laughs> yeah. when, I, when I was kicked out, it, it, yeah, very successful. But before that, it went well, yeah, because it gave you the ability, oftentimes, to strangely and it obviously turn out very badly, but it gave you the ability to work twenty something hours a day, you know, and to have no fear when talking to customers and dealing with whoever salesmen, you know, like before it got really bad, it did benefit me in a certain ways.
0: So, what was the most embarrassing thing you ever tried to sell, pawn? Uh, he didn't sell anything. So He's a wealthy no, businessman did. guy. I
3: did because after I went to treatment and lost I everything, and it was like basically hitchhiking around the country. I wound up like selling, you know, the typical stuff: computers, and snowboards, and clothes, and alarm. I think I may have sold an alarm clock because I went out <laughs> to Colorado. It was was a it a clock radio? Back. I bet there was. I don't know. Two thousand six. <laughs>
1: That's, so I, d- I, I that's when that's when DVDs crazy. were still catching catching a good deal. You yeah. could get good money off DVDs yeah. in my day. Yeah. i was never
3: a DVD guy. I never had time for that. I was always making money or shooting heroin. There you <laughs> go.
0: Uh, Mine I was. was a movie. Uh,
3: who can sit down for a movie when you're acting seriously?
0: It's true. Wait,
2: what's that? Who can who had time to like sit down for a movie? Isn't there like drugs to get? And I was such a fucking <laughs> like. A, a, like a homebody junkie that I, like, did... I wasn't happy to have dope without television and food. You were a That's yeah. I used
1: to be in a rehab. Yeah. A guy said, so you, you know, you're all houseplants. He's like, you, know, you just sit in the corner and do nothing.
2: No, I was very happy to, like, watch movies on heroin. And I, and I fucking burned through everything, but I wouldn't touch my TV. That was pristine for... That was part <laughs> of the heroin. And then I would steal, like... I would steal cereal and cookies from every store near my house until I got ba- I got caught in every store. But since I would only steal cereal and cookies, they'd be like, ah, get out of here, <laughs> but you can't come back. And each one would be like, the next one I can't go back to.
0: But what was yours, Ryan? Oh, mine was, um, I was living in my grandparents' house and they had both passed on, unfortunately. Um, but we had the house and... But you know, by this point, I had pawned everything uh, of any value and there were all these old power tools like circa 1970 in the garage and so I took a bunch of these power tools, these super old power tools to the pawn shop and they wouldn't take them and I was like so heartbroken. So I go back to the house and I sit on the kitchen floor and I cut all the cords off these old power tools. <laughs> And I strip the wires with a knife and I <laughs> ball up the copper wire no and bring <laughs> it to the scrapyard and get like five bucks. That's like Appalachia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, oh, this copper wire is looking pretty good. That's a good conductive material. <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. I show up with like this ball of copper wire and the guy was just like,
2: My worst bug. one, I don't know. my worst one is, is just like I was, a, I was a producer at MTV and um, at MTV2. And I produced a show, and I was literally high the whole time. And, and I remember I would, I would sit there, and I would get high in the bathroom, MTV. I'd get high in my office, and I felt like the man. Like I felt yeah. like I was the fucking man. You had arrived. I, had, I directed uh, an episode with Jason Schwartzman, so I directed him, and I was high as shit. Yeah. Um, I remember the day they fired me. They were like, we're not renewing you. The show is not that good. We're gonna air it. We're gonna live with it, but we're not living with you. You gotta go, and I'm fucking pissed. So I leave the office, and I wa- and, and MTV and, and in 2001, all it was was desks covered with CDs. Yeah. I grabbed ten shopping bags. I filled the shopping bags with every person's CDs. <laughs> I left 1515 Broadway. With hundreds of CDs. I brought him to St. Mark's. I got like $400 for him, and I went home and I shot dope. That's a good one. It's pretty good. It was classic. All classic. Right.
1: Huh. So Dylan, you got – that's a dopey episode right there. Are but we-
2: then Wait. in my – pa- after I lost the job and I ran out of stuff to sell – In my building, I lived in a building full of retired Jews. Like it was just like an old – it was like this building but more (laughs) old and poorer. And they would leave treasured belongings in the garbage room downstairs. And one day I saw these books on Japanese art, huge books. And I was like, I bet I could sell these. (laughs) I got $100 for them. Oh, wow. Wow. Wonderful. Wow. Yeah, it was great. Anyway,
1: yeah. Dylan, thank you for the call. That's good. Thank you for the call. And Dylan, um, you're going to be on the show at some point, yes? Yeah, absolutely.
3: We'll we'll debate the
1: philosophy. This is great because um, I've like disassociated a little bit from the irresponsibility of what I'm doing because, you know, he was on it like this. But if he actually comes and does the show, then anything that comes out of my mouth, it's on him. Oh, is that how you read it? I buy that. Okay. Yeah, Brian's yeah. yeah. with me Chris, on don't it.
2: don't fuck this up. Dylan <laughs> likes the show. Don't fuck it I up. Have a
3: giant, I'm in control of a giant co-signing pen.
1: Yes, you are.
2: You're such a dumbass. <laughs> you really have a hard time You're in this world, don't
1: you? All right, man. I'll you know, talk- wait, hold on. Yeah. Don't,
2: stay on. I, I just want to commend you and Chris. My sponsor doesn't fucking call
1: me. <laughs> Does your sponsor call you? Rarely.
2: Sometimes.
3: Uh, sometimes.
1: No. yeah. Well, barely. <laughs> yeah, it is a rare thing. He mostly just tags me in, like, Instagram videos of dogs eating, like, butterflies and stuff.
2: Dylan, you yes, live out in Great Barrington? Barrington? I
1: do. You like it?
3: I love it,
1: man. Nice. Well, so much for
2: the uh, anonymity. What? I didn't say his name. Great Barrington. We've said Great Barrington every fucking Half episode. Oh, okay. What's wrong with you? All right. Dylan, I'd uh, Yeah. Great Barrington, nice
3: Indiana. Great yeah that's right
2: here um cool yeah, hopefully i'll meet you
3: yeah come up we
0: got a bed for you anytime.
2: right on oh that, I, I don't like the way I, uh, that's sort of nice but uh, not really nice but uh
0: the anyway, uh, thomas jefferson all right, boy, for
1: all right man take it easy Whatever. well that was a treat we had two we've had so many guests now yeah, look at you. Look at Chris. <laughs> Chris is like a pig and shit. And he didn't do it. See, th- I really – Honestly, like as much as I was joking, getting my sponsor involved with this just makes it a little bit better. You're going to fuck it up though. <laughs> what do you mean? Because I just said all that to him? It's like you set that up. It's like – I never your- even asked him to be on the show because I was like I don't even know want to know what he's going to say. But
2: it's like it's like a setup for us to fail. Why? Because it's like he's going to feel his need to shut you down – and just shut the. No, sh- no, do you think
1: Dylan will do that? Never, never. See, Dylan's just fucking radically himself. He reminds. He sounded like a friend of mine. Yeah. Um
2: Anyway, I guess we'll be done. That's it. Yeah, toodles. I, why can we
1: lose Toodles? I
2: feel nah, like that's we didn't part get, of the
0: show. No,
1: I know it is. I feel like we, we gotta have Ryan back because we didn't even touch on the two stories he was going to tell. The one. The one was the drug dealing one. With the, yeah, with the keys was throwing? Was one of them. Yeah, we yeah. never said how hey, you got kicked out of Mountainside. Yeah, that's true. I'd yeah. love to hear you got kicked out of Mountainside.
2: So, well, you can come back.
1: Let's you have him like
2: back. To, would let's... you like to come back? Sure. And he was also
1: good for organizational purposes on the show. He kept the structure going. The graphic designer also, if you like the Dopey logo, email us. We'll put you in touch with Ryan and he can do some stuff for you. I bet you you guys' friend
2: Dan will really like these episodes because Ryan kept the structure kind of on point. Yeah, you did. Did you not
1: notice that? Should we call it it's Dan? It's in my nature. I can't help it.
2: We're not calling Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, thank you for... If you, I'm sure Dan stopped listening a long time ago. Probably, probably. So whoever the Dopey Nation is now, stay strong, Dopey Nation. And have a good night. All right, say goodbye, Ryan. Bye. Let your freak flag fly. Dopey Nation. Toodles. Toodles. Come on. Good night. <laughs> I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good Until I get some money in my pocket Then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood But I want to be good so bad want to be so good So bad, so bad I want to be good so bad Bad desire's all I ever had I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this airplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear Jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people What it means to be alive But I want to be good so bad Want to be so good So bad so bad I want to be good so
3: bad Bad desires all I ever had.